Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> that was abrupt. <laughs> My uh, my hands were wet. I was having a tough time unscrewing. It, it kind of just sounded like you cracked your knuckles or yeah, something. There, yeah. it's it's a screw cap or a Stelvin closure, as they say in the pretentious wine world, which is where I'm comfortable. <laughs> that that's your lane. Yeah, that's what you're about. Mark, how you doing, man? I'm good, Kevin. Good to see you. You're just a shadow of your former self. Well, yeah, yeah. Is this going to wreck the best the, kind of shadow? Is, is this going to wreck the diet? Nah, we're no, good. We're, we're good. good. We're in uh, we're in maintenance and build mode now. I'm not I'm not losing much anymore. We're 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 building. Oh, back you're up. building back yeah, up. So All right. I need some carbs for that. Heck Help yeah, me you out do. With that. And and hydration. And hydration. Mm, yeah. So, uh, well, what do you think we ought to do first? Do you want to do the beer first or do the wine first? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, yeah you're the guest. Well, you're back. You, you know I always go beer first. Okay. So, beer first it is. So, in my efforts to remain topical, I brought in a beer from Dry Dock, which is a new brewery to the state of, of Nebraska, and, um, and it's fishing season. So, we all need a, a Dry Dock to be able to, uh, to fish from or hop in your boat with and that's why I brought it. This is their Apricot Blonde, and uh, Dry Dock Brewing is out of uh, Aurora, Colorado, and um, and again, just kind of um, bringing our man Austin along here, <laughs> slowly but surely. Eventually, we'll take the training wheels off, and we'll be doing some you know double IPAs there and <laughs> and big barrel aged you know bourbon barrel aged stouts and and uh, heavy cabs and all that kind of stuff. But How long the- do I have my training wheels? Well, I think it's a feel thing, so we have to okay. just kind of, okay. you know, s- sort of see where we're I'll at. I'll tell you what I can handle. You'll, you'll pick up on what I can handle? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Just one of these weeks, text him beforehand, say, hey, I'm ready. You can let go of the bike, right? Let, let, let me fly. <laughs> we're you, doing this. You bring in the triple IPA. You bring in all the IBUs, you know, and, yeah. uh, and we'll, we'll really see sink or swim. And if I run out kicking and screaming, it's my own fault. Right. Right. Absolutely. But, you know, like I said before, there's levels to this stuff. And uh, for those of you playing at home, Mark said IBUs. That means International Bitters Units. Oh, they all know. They know. I didn't know. <laughs> Straining wheel still on. Didn't know. So yeah, beers are rated by how bitter they are, and 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 they're and so like a low low bitter beer would be like twenty IBUs, and a high would be like a hundred IBUs. This one doesn't happen to list it, does it? I doubt it. I, I, I would doubt it as well. This but... would be a not a bitter beer yeah. at all. What's the what's the scale? It's like. Zero to a hundred, or that sounds about right. I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. You'll have to ask somebody who knows what he's talking about. I'm not sure. <laughs> Kevin, but that's it, why you're here. Oh, oh wait, okay, well, that's okay. right. That is why I'm here. The the so. the IBUs are measured on a scale of zero to essentially infinity. Ah, hmm. and <laughs> sounds like a challenge. You for keep somebody. going more bitter, <laughs> right? And I'm wondering, like, how they measure that? Like, do they? I've have, always wondered that. It's you know, it's not like they have like a. Okay. Uh, more specifically, IBUs measure the parts per million of isohumulone from hops in a beer. I knew it was all about the isohumulone. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. If I were to guess. I mean, be... it's all isohumulones these days. <laughs> Need some money. Uh, you walk hot. down the street, everyone's just talking isohumulones. It's, oh. it's, it's really, it, I mean, I, I knew we'd get to this point. I just didn't think we'd get there that fast. But that and, uh, you know. 
flux capacitors yeah, right, and, right. and uh, <laughs> gigawatts. Yeah, d- generating the 1.21 gigawatts necessary for time travel. Might need to um, uh, fix that Fetzer valve too while we're at it. <laughs> so dry dock. Uh, so this is an apricot blonde. I'm I'm kind of liking this because the apricot is fresh mm-hmm. uh, and subtle. It's not overwhelming. It doesn't taste like candy in the right. Beer. It's not syrupy or anything like that. Right. It's not not sickeningly, coyingly sweet but like you could get from some fruited beers. It, it it's it's subtle. It's, it, but smooth. Got some great balance mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, I think it's perfect for a warm weather beer. I feel like it takes the the top off a little bit, mellows it out a little bit. It takes the the sweet of the apricot to me takes the the bitter off. Sure, it doesn't overpower by any means. But you can tell it's there. I, I haven't had. An actual apricot in so long. I used to love them as kids. It's kind of brought me back a little bit, Kevin. All Got right. me reminiscing a little Nostalgia. bit. Nostalgia. Yeah. Cool. Now, Austin, in the commercial break, you were pronouncing it apricot. And I'm curious if you changed it because Kevin and I were Societal saying apricot. Societal pressure, yes. Yeah, yeah. Peer pressure. You can say apricot. It's fine. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, okay. <laughs> I, I did get in trouble on the text line for saying uh, divisive last week instead of divisive. Wait, wait. Who says divisive? Nobody says divisive. Text line. Divisive. See? It's divisive. It's divisive. That's not even a divisive word. Some words are divisive. I mean, it's based, that one's based on the root division, which would then lend it. But the English language has lots and lots of caveats, and it, it I, is divisive. I, I did look this up, and both are acceptable, hmm. but divisive is preferred. I have never heard divisive. Never once in my life until you said it just now. So would you say submissive? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes, you No, because there's two S's yeah, in two that S's. word. Yeah, two S's. Yeah. <laughs> there are rules to this English language. But we digress. Um, so what we are uh, now going to have is a uh, white wine from New Zealand, a Kiwi wine. Uh, it is from the Marlboro region, and basically New Zealand is- Say two- Marlboro? Marlboro, just like the cigarettes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, New Zealand is essentially two islands- and the Marlboro uh, area is the north tip of the South Island. And what's interesting is that pretty much every wine-producing country in the world grows Sauvignon Blanc and makes wine from Sauvignon Blanc. It's, it's about as intercontinental of a grape varietal that there is. But there's something about the Sauvignon Blanc that grows in New Zealand, and no one really knows why. It could be soil compositions, climate, uh, I mean, you name it, but it it grows a high percentage of a compound called pyrazine and pyrazine is the same compound found in grapefruits. So this is a great patio pounder, warm weather. It's, it's, it's a dry wine, uh, but it's refreshing. It has that citrusy component. It's really going to go well with like a, you know, a grilled cedar plate salmon or something along those lines. Um, just like, you know, squeezing a a lemon on your fish, you know, a a wine like this actually pairs really, really nicely with that citrusy component. You know what it also pairs really, really well with is that beer that we just had. Like they they, they complement each other really well. It did kind of set it up pretty nice, didn't it? Mm -hmm. So we got the, the apricots and (laughs) excellent pronunciation. And, uh, and then we also have the, uh, the, the grapefruit of the uh, Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. And this is from a winery called Orchard Lane. And uh, uh, it's, I think, pretty indicative of what a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc tastes like. And uh, and what's kind of interesting is that, you know, every wine is, is like a person. Every wine is unique in and of itself. It's different than every other wine out there. It has a history behind it. It has a family behind it. And um, 
what's interesting is that even though they all sort of fit into this category of being very crisp, very clean, uh, dry, and then having that high concentration of pyrazine, they all are still very unique in and of themselves. And so uh, this one, like I said, is just kind of great for sitting out, having a cold glass of wine, uh, super crisp, really clean, and uh, easy to drink. So you, you mentioned that the Sauvignon Blanc grapes are grown almost everywhere. Is that because the grapes themselves are are fairly hardy to different climates, different soils, things like that? Or is it something about the winemaking process that is a little less temperamental? I think just it's just uh, the grape itself is a little less temperamental. Mm-hmm. Um, some grape varietals are very finicky. Usually it has to do with skin composition. So the skin of the fruit, like uh, say like a Pinot Noir, is very thin and very delicate. So if you try to grow it in a place that um, gets too much moisture too quick, those the grapes will actually burst. Hmm. Or oh, if you, makes it hard to make wine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or and then, easy um, if you can catch it. <laughs> true. <laughs> right. yeah. Just you know, put put a bowl underneath. I don't know. <laughs> um, or if uh, you get too like heat spikes, then they'll just shrivel up. Yeah. Um, so you need a hardy grape, and uh, Sauvignon Blanc is just kind of one of those that uh, uh, is relatively easy to grow. Generally speaking, you you won't ever see any oak barrel aging on a Sauvignon Blanc. If they do, it'll be just a kiss with the oak um, uh, because it is so crisp and clean that you can overwhelm it pretty quickly. How much time would that little kiss be? How much time would what? In in the oak barrel. Oh, uh, yeah. like you know, maybe a couple of weeks to a month. And then you can also use a combination of new oak versus used oak. Um, and uh, it, so if you use more of a neutral barrel, which are barrels that have been used over and over again, they're going to impart uh, less flavor and color into the wine than if you use a brand new charred oak American, American oak barrel. So, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's just not the type of, of grape that lends itself to, uh, to oak, but it is the type of grape that lends itself to being able to make good wine uh, everywhere. It's a really good, good uh, glass of wine. I'm sorry, I, I haven't had much alcohol. Lately. <laughs> yeah, um, Mark, no. <laughs> you're gonna need to ride uh, home there, Mark. Hey, maybe, maybe yeah. Uber's on its way. Uh, no, it was it's really refreshing. Uh, I noticed, as you can maybe tell, my glass got empty pretty quick. Yeah. Um, it was. Yeah. Just, I mean, shoot, I want, I want that. Well, you, there's you, half a bottle here left, so you can take that. Well, I think I'm gonna do it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna wait. Well, I, it's open. I'm not gonna wait. <laughs> I'm going to drink it is what I'm going to do, but I'm going to buy another one and wait for a nice hot night by the campfire and, yeah. and just, just enjoy that because it is crisp and refreshing. Those are good words for it. As the, I say, the, the rest of our audience isn't as lucky as Mark. They don't get to just take the rest home. What is it running in Myers Cork and Bottle? These you get are 20 bucks. what you got. Uh, yeah, right at 20 bucks. Um, it's called Orchard Lane. It's a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc and... Um, a little, little bit of fun side note about Sauvignon Blanc is it's actually one of the parent grapes of Cabernet Sauvignon, which is a big, bold red. And hi- historically, the primary grape varietal in Bordeaux, France, was Cabernet Franc, and it was growing adjacent to vineyards of Sauvignon Blanc, and it would create these natural hybrids. Hmm. And they, so they began um, experimenting with this grapevine that was both red and white genetically. Um, and uh, so they took the uh, Cabernet from Cabernet Franc and the Sauvignon from Sauvignon Blanc, and there you have Cabernet Sauvignon. It's born uh, just like that. And it's symbiotic. They made babies, and, <laughs> and it created a really, really good red wine, hmm. even though this one's white. Go figure. Hmm. Mind blown. Yeah. The uh, the dry dock. What does it come in? How do you get it? 
Uh, we've got them singled out, so you can buy them for two bucks a can. Otherwise, they come in six packs. Two bucks, Mark. That's it. Yep. It's a steal. Yep. It's a steal. Uh, otherwise, I believe they're about ten ninety nine a six pack. Um, so you, you save a little bit on a per can basis by buying the six pack. Would you be offended if I poured some orange juice in it and made myself a little beer mosa? In into the apricot? Yeah, part. yeah, not 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 the wine, not the wine. <laughs> yeah, spice I up mean, the citrus with the wine. No, not at all. I mean, you know, you could even do that with wine if you wanted to. It'd be you know, it'd be like a non-sparkling mimosa. So a beer mosa, but with the orange apricot, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's it's absolutely what I would do with it. So. It's coming in at a whopping 5.1%. So if you want to I, I do, want, I do want to dilute that a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good stuff. Kevin. Austin. Another winning week. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Mark, thanks for stepping in. Anytime. Appreciate yeah. it. Literally anytime. DP and Jay both have commitments, and so they don't want to like show up and, and have like booze on their breath. And, you know, well, some of us are talking on the radio for another three hours yet. Oh, and yeah. are still drinking. So, so yeah. some of us are tougher than others. What can I say? I'd keep it going, man. That's the play. And he's Kevin Meyer, Meyer's Cork and Bottle. We appreciate you, Kevin. Thanks for stopping by. More Old School DP and Jay next. Thanks, fellas. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.